0: Hello and welcome to tonight's CLNS Media Patriots Roundtable. I'm your host, Nick Qualey, sitting here with Mike Molyneux. No Marv is on tonight because we had to push things back this week. And Tuesday nights are tough for Marv. So, totally fine. But, you know, you you have to push back the week because Cam Newton, it tests positive for COVID, which you don't want anybody to get COVID. You don't, obviously. But the one guy you really don't want to get, Test positive is your star quarterback, especially when you're going up against the best team in football, arguably. So that happens. You lose Cam Newton. So now, because at that point, too, Jared Stidham just didn't exist. I tweeted this last night before the game. So we record this Tuesday, October 6th. I tweeted in the middle of the game. I was like, I'm convinced Jared Stidham doesn't exist. (laughs) This guy's just a fictional character. If he is still not in this game, watching what Brian Hoyer has done to this team and to my heart during this game, there's no way Jared Stidham is now just a figment of all of our imaginations. He comes in the game, not great, let's be honest, not great at all, but Patriots end up losing the game 26-10, to and there was a lot of issues, I guess you could say, that's putting it nicely, to be honest, with the Patriots team on Monday night. <laughs> <laughs> right down to the worst. I'm not even going to talk about the botched call by the referees when they did not call that interception for the Patriots. Oh. In the of the second. That was gross. That was pure star treatment for Patrick Mahomes. But, I mean, the epitome of last night's game was you're down 6-3. to three. The defense is playing great against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. You're down 6-3, to three, end of the first half. You've got a chance to tie the game. Ten seconds left in the half, Just the, just about – Brian Hoyer just needs to throw the ball out of the back of the end zone. If there's nobody open, there's no timeouts left. And he takes a sack. (laughs) That was the metaphor for the entire game, man. You know, maybe I'll read what Marv said in the text message later on in this episode, but I mean (laughs) the question, Mike, man, it's did the chiefs really beat the Patriots? Or did the Patriots beat themselves? Did the Patriots beat the
1: Patriots? What do you think? Let me – let me. I don't even know why I'm saying this, but I just feel like I need to. You know, I want to apologize to Belichick and the coaching staff. I really do. Like, it might not even be my place. I don't know why, but I just feel <laughs> apologetic. Because you know what? They came into this game against Kansas City. You know, assuming Sunday night football, assuming they have having their full team – and they put together, at least if well, we Sunday, know Sunday football 425. Oh, wonderful. Sunday afternoon. Yeah. They, they had the plan going into this Sunday game. A solid game plan, especially defensively, defensively for, for sure. A solid game plan on how they plan to contain Mahomes and slow down this mighty Kansas City Chiefs offense. They put together a hell of a plan. And I'm assuming Belichick and McDaniels pretty much. Plan to get more of the same and some more from Cam Newton because of, to play against this Kansas City Chiefs team, you know you're going to have to put up points. And I, I felt like they had a great plan going into this game. And the day before the game, you lose your quarterback because he, go, he comes down with COVID, so he's out. He's out. And now we're left with Brian Hoyer because Lord knows what the hell happened to Stidham since training camp pretty much
0: he must right. have been bad in training camp i Hell, wish we had tape about how bad he was in training camp because like, it must have been putrid
1: it wasn't even a hesitation for them to say yeah brian hoyer's gonna start not even, <laughs> it not even, wasn't not, even a question it wasn't even a question <laughs> they sh- sh- simply went to brian hoyer which was very confusing and perplexing but hey whatever they just need to get through this game and hopefully cam Newton's is back soon either way I'm talking about possibly the worst quarterback performance I have ever seen out of Brian Hoyer, a man who is a veteran in this league. Yeah, he hasn't been a starter throughout his career, but he's about, what, 34 years old? So he's been in the league for a reason and for a and while. He had, he had some years when he was a starter. Uh, he he won that house. job from Mallett, remember,
0: against the, when he was on the Texans. He won the job from Ryan Mallett, yeah. who can't and show up for planes just, on time.
1: Indianapolis for a little bit he well, I don't think he was a starter there he was a starter with Cleveland okay I okay think. either way either way we're naming we just named three other teams just now he's been in the league he has experience and then you show up to this game and play possibly the dumbest game I've ever seen out of a quarterback the mistakes the throws the, the sack you just talked about down there in, in in the red zone and he sacked it and then he stands up and tries to call timeout, where's your game management? Where's your awareness? One of the most ill, like, that's
0: a rookie move. That is a rookie move. And I get it, like, he's not a starter usually. And he's, he's not used to being in those games. But that is a rookie move. That's a move Sad. that you've been watching Tom Brady for years. You are, you are essentially, when you got brought back to the team, everybody just assumed you were going to be another quarterback coach. Yeah. You, know that, you know that you're supposed
1: to be paying attention to that. The moment was just too big for him. That's all it was. It, but it, but you know what? Maybe I don't know. He he didn't. He was just shocked that that this all happened. I mean, everybody was shocked. Cam Newton gets he comes down with COVID the day before the game. Like it it hit everybody quickly. But Hoyer, you're you're a veteran in this league. You're ready. You should be ready to step up, and you step up to have ap- absolutely your worst performance ever to the point where like you know he's been with the Patriots for a while, and it's not like the Patriots are going to release him and go look for him after the season. He's out. And I'm not talking about out of New England. I don't think Clever another throw another <laughs> ball in the NFL, period. I, don't, I think his career is done based off of that game Monday, Monday night. His career is over because you can't be 34 years old and be that stupid at his quarterback. He's finished. And then you bring Stidham in, and you know it starts off nice. He gets that touchdown to Nikhil Harry. And you're like... All right, well, this guy has a pulse. He has a pulse. And he the Stidham through.
0: fanboys lost their minds on Twitter. Lost their minds.
1: He threw that touchdown, and, you know, I clapped it up for him.
0: Stidham, Stidham fanboys on Twitter <laughs> are, might be becoming my least favorite group
1: on Twitter. Oh, they still believe he's the one. They still believe he's the chosen it, one. crazy. <laughs> crazy. But it's not like Stidham had uh, an absolutely amazing – turnaround performance compared to Hoyer because he didn't do that much that much better
0: I mean five granted, for 13 five for 13 60 yards one touchdown two interceptions
1: but one of those interceptions was not his fault yeah it wasn't his fault but even if you take that interception out of the equation because it wasn't his fault it's not like Stidham did anything to show you that oh he's the next guy up or oh maybe he can give Cam Newton a run for like the Patriots have no backup quarterback. And shout out to Marv, I want to make sure, I know you said, I'm going to make sure I put your comments in oh, here, Marv, so that when you watch show and anybody watch it, they know that Marv said this. Two things. One, like we all just been talking about, Hoyer is poop, caca, and he played like ass. <laughs> Trash. That's what Marv said. And two, which I certainly agree with, Cam Newton should be talking to his agent figuring out how they're going to wring the most money out of the Patriots coming up very soon, because the Patriots have nobody. And it's clear to, it's clear to have to be seen, if you watch that game, knowing the game plan and everything, if the Patriots had Cam Newton, they could have possibly shocked the world Monday night. If they had Cam Newton, I'm gonna, I'll say it just guaranteed. They if the they world. have Cam Newton, they win that game. And they would have knocked off the defending Super Bowl champions. I yes. firmly believe it. The the tone of this show, Mike, would be so different.
0: The tone of this show would be, the Patriots are Super Bowl contenders. They're (laughs) going back to the Super Bowl. They just beat the Chiefs. The defense shut Patty Mahomes down. The offense for the Chiefs only scored 18 points. That's it. So the Patriots defense really did shut down the Chiefs offense. Yes, as much as you can shut down the Chiefs offense. That's, that's really all they could do. But the tone of this show would be totally different. It would be the Patriots are going to the Super Bowl. Screw the Bills. Screw Josh Allen. Everybody's riding the Bills train right now. I'm still not convinced that guy is going to continue on the streak that he's on right now. I'm not. I'm not convinced. Now, my biggest takeaway before we wrap up this episode, or one of my bigger takeaways, is...
1: <laughs> Sonny Michelle, bye bye <laughs> It's been a nice couple of years. <laughs> but, you, like not only was i forgot his first name, but the rookie taylor having a solid start to his career in the patriots uniform but darry uh damian harris. harris return what he uh, last that carries 100 yards? yards 5.9 average and
0: with that guess who's back on ir sony, sony michelle
1: appreciate the years you're with us for what a one super bowl ring so you know Enjoy it. He was, he was a pretty big part in that. You know, we, we appreciate your time here, but <laughs> you're, you're injury prone, and these next guys are ready to step up, and they're hungry, so it's not looking good for him. That made me excited, though.
0: Damian Harris looked good. He's, yeah. he, he's got some burst. He actually has some speed. <laughs> which is, you know, watching Sony Michelle, which is a little shocking. Sony Michelle's got absolutely no breakaway speed. That guy could be forty yards ahead of the next defender, and they're still catching him before he reaches yes. the end Damian Harris actually looked to have some speed. And again, Sony is back on the IR. That's it. He can't. Co- he's, yeah. How many times can you
1: can this guy be injured, and you're just going to accept it? He's, he's the odd man out because James White, you know, he's back with the team. Burkhead, who is I think is having a hell of a year so far. Burkhead and, looks solid. Damian Harris and, and the rookie um, Taylor, you know, it's, it's just crowded back there. And with Sony Michelle back on IR, it's just somebody has to be an odd man out. So to sum up this episode, I'm
0: not going to totally take away from the Chiefs. I'm not going to say the Patriots fully beat themselves rather than the Chiefs beating them. But – More so if you're going to scale it out, more so the Patriots beat themselves. Because if they have a competent quarterback, I'm not even saying a Cam Newton-level quarterback. I'm saying a competent quarterback. They have somebody who can throw the football and be serviceable, they win that football game.
1: Yeah, yeah. the Patriots lost because they did not have a quarterback. I think that's really really what it boils down to. CLNS
0: Media Patriots Roundtable, I'm your host Nick Qualison here with... Mike Molyneux, no Marv is on this week. We recorded on Tuesdays. Marv's got a busy schedule on Tuesday because the Patriots played Monday night this week. Which, by the way, I'm still surprised that the Patriots
1: played this game. Very shocking. But hey, you know the NFL will do anything to squeeze games out and make money, man. The, the NFL said we don't give a damn about this pandemic.
0: It's really been. It's. I mean, like, it's been their mantra since the start of COVID. Oh, yeah, they it's just. It's- they don't give a damn about this it's- thing. They didn't even have no matter what. Everybody, like all the other leagues, had backup plans. Like, okay, well, if this happens, this happens. The NFL was like, COVID, COVID doesn't matter. We'll oh. test you. Okay, fine. But you get it. You're still gonna end up playing this game at some point. Yeah. <laughs> Julian Edelman, Monday night. Not great. Not great. Thirty four years old now. He dropped two balls last night. One of those balls ended up in a Chiefs defender's hand, ended up as a pick six. And it wasn't a bad throw by any means. It was right in his hands. It's a pass that you have to catch. And that was his second drop all the night, second bad drop all the night. And, I mean, he should have had a third, right? this That's not even counting the one that bounced off his hands and ended up in Gunner's hands. That's not even counting that one. It's getting bad for him, man. So that now equals 11 total dropped passes since the start of last season, which is the most in that span. So, Mike, just thinking about that, thinking about that question there, 34 years old, he's taken a beating over his career with the way that he's played. Is Julian Edelman still a reliable weapon for Cam Newton and the Patriots moving forward this season? And honestly, I kind of want to throw this in too, because I thought about this last night watching, specifically after the pick six, is – this Jules's last season in the NFL. What do you think?
1: I think it's 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 really wrapping up for Julian Edelman's career, especially in New England. I think the time is really coming in to an end. And you know what? My take on it really is: look, I understand. Again, thirty-four years old is a lot older for a receiver, you know, but. Again, in these days and age, you can be 34 and still play a hell of a game because guys are finding different ways to stay fresh, stay hungry, keep their bodies in good shape. So I hear 34 years old, but I don't really think about it as, oh, he's an old guy now. Because in this day and age, your career can be extended as long as you really put forth the effort to take care of your body. But I do understand he's gotten beat up over the years. He's taken a lot of heavy hits and you know, he's made a lot of great plays, but he's taken and beat He sacrificed his body a lot for this team. Here's what I really think it's what's going on with Julian Edelman. Like, he's getting older. I understand that. But I think the fact that he's not playing with this boy anymore took a toll on him that we don't see. And when I say that, I mean, there's a part of me that somewhat feels... Kind of similar to the, uh, the way a lot of people felt after the news of Tom Brady leaving New England. Yes, they went on to get Cam Newton. But after Tom Brady left, that time period, you know what most people thought? It's over for the Patriots. They're, it's over for them. Like, this is not going to be a Super Bowl contending team. They're about to suck. They're going through a rebuilding phase. And there's probably some people that still think that, yes, don't get me wrong, Cam Newton is playing some, some great football to start the season. Do people immediately put the Patriots back on the pedestal that they once were as like automatic Super Bowl champ? They're probably not winning the, the, the AFC East <laughs> with Cam Newton. It doesn't even matter. But do people have him back on that Super Bowl automatic AFC championship game? Appearance? I don't really think so. Not yet, at least. But I feel like in some way, shape, and form, Julian Edelman, once things kind of ended with Tom Brady and broke down and he left, I think part of him, his a little bit of his work work ethic, his grind, I think that took a toll with it too. I think a uh, lot of it has to do with his age though too. I, I think that definitely plays a part to it big time because like I said, he's taken a beating through the years and he's an older wide receiver. When everybody else on that team at, at wide receivers like like mid, mid-20s, early 20s, he's the oldest guy there for sure. But I also feel like some of his – his work work ethic and grind mode and all that took a little bit of a hit over the course of the offseason too, with a lot of things changing in and the Patriots kind of going kind of going into a rebuilding phase as well.
0: Right. And all of his buddies are gone.
1: Gronk's They're gone,
0: Danny's gone, Tom's gone. It's just Jules. It's just Jules, Jules left. I think I think we saw a lot of his age against the Seahawks, specifically in week two, because he went – that was that was his career night when it came to yardage. Eight receptions, 179 yards. And you remember those, those shots, those camera shots where they would show Jules walking? He looked gassed. He looked tired. He looked like a guy who has been through the <laughs> ringer. He looked like a guy who was just, for years, just caught balls over the middle and just gotten absolutely smoked by a 290-pound middle linebacker. So – The problem is if you're going to actually rely on your passing game and and granted, I think the weapons, I think like bird, for example, has been a lot better than I think a lot of people anticipated. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: He was anticipated to be solid, but I think he's actually really becoming a a solid weapon for this team. But Jules has, if there's going to be any semblance of a successful passing game, I think Jules has to be reliable. And I still think he is reliable. Don't get me wrong, but I think he has to be. It's a necessity because if not, then your top weapon is is
1: Bird and Nikhil Harry, right? They're gonna they're gonna need Julian Edelman because there's gonna be situations, some clutch game winning, you know, situations where McDaniel's and Belichick they're gonna really look to Edelman. Like, look, you're our guy that we trust that we believe can make these play ha- plays happen. Like, I don't, they definitely don't have that trust in Bird and Nikhil Harry. And and Gunner and, and Jacoby Myers, the trust isn't really there. Only real people they maybe trust completely on this team, in a pecking order, in a sense, is like Edelman, James White, <laughs> maybe Burkhead. Like they need <laughs> Edelman to <laughs> they need Edelman to be somewhat close to what they're, they've they've been they've been used to you know receiving from him over the last couple of years. But I do think his time is winding down, and I would not be shocked if. <laughs> At the, end of the season, at the end of this season, you know, Patriots say thanks for your time, Julie, Julie, Julian Edelman, but, you know, we're moving on. He's going to be 35 years old. Like, come on.
0: Yeah, I, I think he's going to want to move on, too. I just don't know if – just going back to what you, what you started this with, really, I don't think he's having fun anymore. I think it's exactly. becoming a chore for him. And, again, with all of his buddies gone, it's just becoming uh, – football's just becoming a chore. And with his age, with all these drops, he's slowly becoming more of a liability. Mm-hmm. He is. And it's just something you got to accept because last night, if that game was close and we saw a Jules pick six, the way that happened, if the Patriots were actually in the game at that point, imagine the way people would be ripping him after that game. And today, just imagine it in the end. It didn't really matter because the game wasn't close by that point, but I think it kind of was close, but I don't think we expected (laughs) them to win at that point. But regardless He's becoming a liability. He's still reliable, but it's slowly creeping towards that. You might not want to throw it there in a crucial moment at this point. All right. That's it. CLMS Media Patriots Roundtable. Nick Qualia, Mike Molyneux. Guys, we're going to be back next week. Uh, They play the Broncos next week, so you got to hope that they're going to win that game at least. Uh,
1: I hope Cam's back. I really do. (laughs) If things go well and he doesn't show any symptoms and they test him, he could be pos- possibly back at practice on Thursday, which could put him on target to play on Sunday. Right. And honestly, if it was a false positive, that's going to be a bummer. I wouldn't
0: that's be shocked. Problem. At this time that we're living in, I wouldn't be shocked too. But. Right. You got to take every precaution that you can. <laughs> Nick Qualley and Mike Molyneux, guys, follow us on Twitter. Garrett's got us right now, hopefully with our Twitter handles below us. You guys can catch the show on iTunes, too, in the full audio podcast version. Nick Qualley and Mike Molyneux, guys, we're going to be back next week. Thanks for watching.